0: okay now i hit record hmm.
1: okay you did i did yep i can see the ticker time ticky tick tock tick tick thing going you're
0: gonna start getting reduction in pay again every time that you don't hit the button
1: okay so what if i just hit the button even when we're not recording do i get a bonus
0: it doesn't work that way
1: <laughs> are you sure yeah i gotta talk to hr mm-hmm. hey, we haven't even told anybody about like what's happening with the podcast by the way
0: I don't think people need to know. Okay, yeah, there you go. They don't need to know about
1: this. I did say it on Twitter, or not Twitter, on Instagram. But
0: people aren't ready for this kind of heat. I mean, they're just not. You know, it's it's still the winter. Mm-hmm. So
1: <laughs> that's true. You know what I mean, it's very messed things. They're not
0: up. they're not ready for this uh, global warming thing that we're going to dump on everybody.
1: It is frustrating when an MC of sorts will be like, oh, you guys ain't ready for that. It's like, um, I mean, let me determine that. I'm, yeah, I am I think I'm pretty physically prepared for just about anything. Like maybe should, I don't know, throw it out there, see if I can handle
0: it. It's going to be so sick. You're not going to <laughs> not gonna be able to digest it, bro. Yeah,
1: I know. Right. I'm just like, can I have some good news today? Like, nope. Nope. Okay. Well, that's, that's fine because that's going to lead us to what today's uh, Saturday school is about. Hmm. and uh we kind of alluded to it welcome class oh yeah welcome alluded is a big word i don't even know if i use it correctly Hmm. i almost texted it to you guys the other day and i was like i think i'm gonna fuck that up so i'm gonna say hinted (laughs) that's what i used Hmm. but uh, on a previous episode we hinted about um, bringing up this topic and the topic came to me because uh, my mother was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer Hmm. so um with uh with interpretation and with uh some of the stoicism philosophies and stuff um you know phlo- uh, stoicism will say something along the lines of like there's no such thing as good and bad news it's how you interpret that information but every once in a while you hear some shit like your mother having stage 3 cancer and it's like you can't be like oh let me interpret it this way differently you get it, it hits you and it's like fuck dude that's some bad news you know nobody wants to hear that shit so for today's topic i wanted to ask you how can somebody hear or take in bad news and not just let it completely flip their world upside down
0: yeah i think number 1 you have to kind of go and understand that um everything it, it you know every everything is a choice is my i guess i'll just stick with my own beliefs i don't know what other people believe but I believe that everything's a choice and that you have a a choice on how you react. Um, You have a choice on how you absorb and how you interpret uh, the world around you. And, you know, in the case of, like, you know, somebody having cancer or you get news that someone dies, um, you have every right to, like, react and interpret it whatever way you feel is best for you. Um, But I think we also there also has to be like some attachment to being like reasonable. Um, because if you were to think of like the pain of like losing a child, you know, it it just, I remember they interviewed Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson had that, um, really terrible accident where his, uh, daughter died on like a, a treadmill or something like that. And, uh, Anyway, when that happened, they asked him about it and they were, and uh, they're like, Are you, you know, doing any better now? Are you okay? And he's like, No. He, and he said, Like, he's like, For a month, I did cocaine. I did this. I did that. And it's like, Well, how do you, you know, so, okay, for him, we're lucky that he was able to figure out a way to come back. But now you have the tragedy of like losing one person. Well, now you might have a tragedy of having another person die because of the way that they reacted to what happened because it was, um, you know, it was hard or difficult for them to interpret it any other way and they thought that would be in their best interest to go and just do wild shit to try to, uh, I guess, fill in the pain and fill in the gaps, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe they didn't feel like they had an option. But what I would like to share with everybody today is I think that you always have an option on how you can how you react to stuff and how you kind of put this kind of stuff forward um, even though it can be, it can be difficult. I think um, one thing that's been really helpful to me over the years in you know hearing bad news or tragic news, you know, I, I you allow yourself to feel what you need to feel. You know, you're not trying to turn yourself into a robot. Um, human emotion is it's important for us to have that. And so, while I do talk about equanimity and balance, um, you also don't necessarily. It it also might not necessarily be great or understood by others if somebody says, Hey Mark, uh your mother died and you have literally no reaction, um, they might think, okay, maybe he didn't hear me, maybe he's in shock, maybe he doesn't understand what happened. And truthfully for me, like when my mom did die, um my interpretation of that, I, I walked through it quickly, you know. So first of all, I'm thinking oh my God, like this is so sad for my dad. Like I wasn't, you know, okay, mom's gone. I know she was in pain. So rest in peace, really, is really what I thought. Like, that's great. She doesn't have to, my mom was like a tortured person in in a way because of uh, the way that she interpreted the world and the way that a lot of things unfolded in her life. So her life was complicated. And so I thought, that's great. That All that pain is severed. Whoosh, it's gone. She doesn't have to deal with that anymore. And she doesn't have to feel that way anymore. So at least my understanding of what death is, I got no idea about any of it. And then, yeah, I thought about like my dad. And I'm like, okay, well, now what's my dad's life going to be? And that's really when you can get yourself really upset is when you start to think about other people around you. Because it's normally for yourself, for yourself, it's like, the only time I guess we really get real sad for ourselves the only time we get sad uh, is like on our own behalf. It was when we have a pity party, mm-hmm. you know, and you can get really sad and be like, oh, man, I wish things were, be- I wish uh, my eyes weren't going or I wish I could, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever the hell your fucking problem is, mm-hmm. you, you just have a pity party about it. I wish I could read better. And I'm kind of dumb. People don't like me that much. You know, that that's, mm-hmm. that is really easy to get uh, down in the dumps about. And I think most people do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, But I think, you know, in trying to figure out how to, you know, climb out of these circumstances or situations, you know, for me, I just try to think about it in a rational sense. So I got news that my mom died or you getting news that your mother has cancer. It's like, okay, well, let's figure out what's helpful. How much do I know about cancer? I don't know shit. So let me talk to, I believe they're called like an oncologist, right? That's someone that studies, that's someone, that's a doctor that, knows about these things. Okay, what does she need to have done? And then I think the first area where people's minds should gravitate towards whenever something bad, quote unquote bad happens or there's a, a something there's a something that could be easily interpreted as being bad happens, you want to try to figure out how do we mitigate some of this? So in the case of like a family thing, yeah, you walk yourself through like Okay, uh, she's got cancer. She's got to go to the doctor. Who's going to take her? What does that look like? Maybe I can volunteer. Uh, maybe it's not great if my dad has to do that all the time. Or, you know, you start to walk yourself through these different things. And so I think as bad as things can be and as bad as some news can be sometimes, I think there's always uh, there's always different perspectives and different ways of looking at things and try to get yourself to higher ground and try to balance yourself out for a bit and just say, "You know what from what I know of life, it appears that all situations are solvable in some way um, you might not be able to find an exact solution that gets rid of a problem forever like you have a, a child and they have um, you know something wrong with their heart they might have a medical condition where they, you know, it's horrible. They always have this thing wrong with their heart. Um, but like, what's their life going to be? Like, does their brain work? Does What are the things that they have and what are things that people can do um, to ensure that this kid still has an amazing life? You know, so you try to just, you try to hear the information. This news is really horrible. But then you also don't want to necessarily interpret that stuff as if you're like three years old or five years old. You know, if you're five years old and your dad tells you, hey, your dog got hit by a car today, I don't think anybody in the world would fault you for running and screaming and jumping on the ground and throwing a tantrum and turning red and crying and going and saying, I hate you. What, where, you know, why'd you let the dog out of the house, you know, and, Going in your room and crying for hours and even being upset for like a couple of days and stuff makes this totally makes sense. Your your bot you're not your brain's not developed. When you're 35 and something like that happens, <clears throat> I just I just think that it's not necessarily helpful. Not that it's not helpful to have emotions. Emotions can be helpful. Um but it's not helpful to uh have the emotions pull you in a direction downward for so long. Maybe you're bummed for a little while. Maybe that dog really meant something to you or that family member. Like maybe, and maybe you're having a hard time figuring out what the next steps are, but you probably have friends. You can probably get therapy. Like there's these things are solvable. So for me personally, that's where my mind goes. Where did your mind go when you got the news about your mom? Um. I mean, yeah, I did get sad because
1: um, we were on the phone. It was me, my brother, sister, and my mom. And, you know, just I, I tried to, I, don't know, I guess, utilize some of these like stoic uh, teachings and stuff. And so like I instantly just went straight to like, it's, we're going to be fine. Like no matter what happens, we're going to be fine. And it was right before Christmas. And I was just like, this isn't your last Christmas, so stop acting. You know, like it's going to be doom and gloom. Cause that was like, her main thing was like, I wanted to tell you guys so that way we really enjoy this Christmas. I'm like, we're going to enjoy this Christmas and the next one and the next one. Like this isn't it. And then what, um, sometimes like I'll just like, I'll start either writing like in a notebook. It hasn't been a notebook in a long time. I shouldn't say that, but I'll just start typing on my phone. Uh, just getting my thoughts out. And I ended up somehow sending a gigantic text to my brother and sister And I'll summarize it by just saying, like, I have zero doubt in my mind that she's going to, you know, that she's not going to survive this or Mm -hmm. did I double negative it. I know for a fact that she's going to survive this. I'm like, yes, I'm sad Mm -hmm. that uh, she's going to experience a lot of doctor visits, a lot of uncomfortable times for like the foreseeable future. That's what her life is going to consist of. I'm sad about that. I am not sad at all at the thought of losing her. Was like, what benefit is it to me that I am like, I don't know, like this might happen. You know, this might be it. Like, do I really at the end of this all, do I want to be that person that's like, see, I told you so. I was the one that was saying, I don't think it's going to, that she's going to make it like, fuck no. Like nobody wants to be that person. So instead I'm like, guys, there's no doubt in my mind whatsoever that she's going to survive this. Like she's going to kick cancer's ass And then at some point, we're all going to be celebrating when her doctor says, congratulations, you are cancer free. Mm. So I text that to my brother and sister, uh, different uh, words. But I'm just like, I encourage you to join me in this thought process because if we are all on the same page, we can rub this all off on on mom. Mm -hmm. So that way, uh, she believes it too. Because uh, my first thought was I I ordered um, You Are the Placebo by Joe Dispenza. I sent that to her right away. I'm just like, uh, her, you know. she can read English, but I'm like, hey, if you have trouble, like I'll read it to you. It doesn't matter. Um, so I had her start reading that and my dad's reading it because he's probably the worst one I have to convince out of everybody because he's, the way he's sp- speaking, he's like, if we this, if we that. I'm like, no, just like we're going to get through it. No big deal. So, oops, excuse me. <laughs> having some of these uh, within you uh, hydration uh, nice. electrolytes. These are delicious. MarkBellSlingShot.com. Highly recommend it. Bam. But, um, that's where my mind went to right away. It was just like, this ain't it. Uh, you guys need to be 100% positive. I was like, not even just be positive, but just understand and know for a fact that she's not going to die from this. And regardless of what happens, this helps everything. It helps her be less anxious. It helps her, you know, feel better. It 100% changed me like instantly. As soon as I said it out loud, uh, it was hard for me to say out loud. Actually I text it, and then I try to read it to my wife and like, you know, I'm like breaking up and I'm just like, Bleh. I was like, nope. The more I say it, the easier it is to say, it, the more I believe it, mm-hmm. the more true it's going to be. So what's today? Today is January 24th. I'm saying it right now. My mom's going to survive cancer. No question in my mind. And since I've decided that that was true, it's been a lot easier to call her on the phone to talk to her. Mm-hmm. How are things going today? Versus before it was just like, oh, fuck. you like, oh, she's having a good day. Uh, my son's birthday was Friday. We went over there. We had a blast. She had such a great day. She was doing so good. Nothing, it didn't matter what was going on inside her body. Mm. It was It was just a fucking phenomenal day. And we're going to have many more of those days. So, yeah, uh, long story. Uh, that's exactly where I went to as soon as I heard the, uh, the news that she had cancer.
0: Yeah, I think everything in life is, you know, is just like a, a skill set. You know, you have a skill set um, to be able to put your energy somewhere else or put your focus somewhere else or like, what does it hurt? It doesn't hurt anything to be positive. Exactly. Um, we know how detrimental it can be to be negative. I mean, being positive seems like it it can yield, help yield a net positive too with things like the placebo effect. But I think also too, there's something just about um, not harnessing any more negativity uh, like, how much more beneficial is it to, um, you know, go over to your mom's house and have everything be all dark and have everybody like, oh, you know, she's really mm-hmm. sick. Or, you know, it's just keeping everything real. Like, that doesn't seem – that seems like very unproductive, you know. Um, uh, and, and even d- regardless of how you view it, um, being positive – doesn't hurt. Like strength is never a weakness, right? Mm -hmm. Having more strength going into something doesn't, is not hurtful or harmful. Having more positivity going into something. um, I guess, I guess there could be one area where you could say like, well, it's good to also be like rational and make sure that you're not completely uh, uh, ignoring, you know, you don't, you don't want to ignore medical advice because you're trying to be so positive. Like, uh, that you just go on your life oblivious to information that mm-hmm. your body uh, is going through a stressful time, you know? So there's like that one small thing, right? But I think that that is a small thing and I don't think it's anything to really have your, um, your focus on. I think in your dad's case, you know, he, um, I think, is I think if you can take someone that's like pessimistic and try to have them be more optimistic, mm-hmm. uh, so like if he says like whens and ifs and stuff, I don't think those are too bad um, because what he's doing, he's preparing himself. You know, he wants to be prepped for both, for for any circumstance, right? And uh, that's very smart. And the reason why it's smart is because death is a part of life. Everyone will die. You know, I think that fuck your elbow video, the reason why it resonates so much with people is because that's what I said in the video. We we're all heading there. We will all be in pain someday. We are all going to die. I was actually just thinking, like, I should reread that for the podcast. It would be that would be just a really uh, awesome uh, thing that we can a mm-hmm. clip that we can do some cool stuff with. But we are all going to die. Death is a part. Is a, is a part. And I've I have known that my mom was going to die for a couple decades now. <laughs> my brother lived a very um, A very chaotic life. My uncle lived the same life and he, he died because of it too. I've had many friends die from, um, uh, drug abuse, you know, painkillers and things like that being a professional wrestler for a few years. And so it's, it's not your 25 year old friend that dies of drugs of a drug overdose. That's the only person that can die. Yeah. He's rolling the dice a little bit more, but your neighbor that's 25 years old that doesn't do anything wrong, that's just coming back from college trying to get a job as an insurance insurance agent who seems like an awfully awesome person could fucking die for no reason. Like, you don't know why. Sometimes people just die. So, one of the stoic philosophies that has resonated a lot with me was to just bury everybody in your head. I have had funerals for every single person that I know, you know, and I've... I've I've gone as I've gone pretty far down that rabbit hole. I have done a lot of weird shit <laughs> <laughs> that uh is too weird to probably even talk about. But like I have like written written out like what it would be like if this person was dead. You know, I've like wrote out and it's horrible. It's fucking horrible. Uh, but you know what's more horrible is not ever being prepared for stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody that you know is going to die. And they could just randomly die Right now. Like, that sucks. (laughs) Sucks to say, right? But they could. Um, And so then you have to figure out, like, well, what are you going to do with that information? Are you going to act like a psychopath? Because that doesn't seem to make any sense. Um, Depending on, you know, where your beliefs are, when someone dies, um, that person is, like, no longer available to the people that we have here, you know? Um, And so... All you can do is figure out a way to like go on with what you're doing and the people that you have that are still here. And so I think that that is where some of the pain comes in is like, you're not really necessarily sad that the person died. You're sad that the person's not there anymore. You can't experience them in the same way as you used to. And then no one else can experience them in the same way that they used to either. But an interesting thing happens when somebody dies that is also forgotten about person gets memorialized in a weird way, and some of the negative things that were about them those things tend to subside the The fat of that gets trimmed off, and you end up with just the kind of meat and the substance of that person. Mm-hmm. My brother was a fucking nightmare; he was a wreck he really was he was a wrecking machine he was a a violent person he wasn't always a good person to be around he was super negative um, and like oh i got, it's hard to spit these words out, but he was like kind of a disgusting person in a lot of ways because he was addicted to drugs and because his life was run by uh, drugs alcohol, and he was he also um you know had some mental health issues, so he didn 't think the same way as everybody else um and he had many days and many nights that he just wasn't proud of. I mean, he would like wake up on a couch, and he would be full of urine because he'd like peed the cat. You know, like just just shit like that was very very common. And he wasn't even a person that, as I got older and had kids, he wasn't even really welcome around the house and stuff. And my wife and I have had conversations. We're like, look, we're not. You know, we we can't. He's not Uncle Mad Dog's not watching our kids. You know what I mean? Like we, he's not in a safe spot to do that. But like all, most of those things, I don't really think about those things anymore. All I think about is like how much I love my brother and how excited and happy I am that he taught me how to lift. Mm-hmm. And that I now get to teach other people how to lift. You know, that's, that's what I remember. And he was my, my big brother. He was my protector. He was my childhood hero. You know, those are the things that stick out more. And uh, all that other stuff. And same thing with my mother. My mother, you know, I remember my mom now more from when I was a younger kid, rather than thinking about her, um, cause later on in her life, she was just in a lot of pain. She was abused when she was a kid. Um, she had alcoholic parents. She just, she just had a shitty, shitty, shitty upbringing that unfortunately she never got herself past, but she got herself past it enough so that it didn't really, um, well, maybe it didn't negative. I guess it I guess it negatively impacted everybody. And so there you go. You know, my grandfather, uh my mom's dad, you know, was such a piece of shit that that negativity rippled through the whole family and you could say that it killed my brother in a way and almost killed Chris too. And i that's how that's how strong negativity is. And the positivity from my dad's side, which is pretty damn positive. I mean, Not just because I'm saying that people are positive, I'm not trying to paint a picture that one is perfect and the other one's bad necessarily, but the the positivity from the Bell side of the family is huge. Like everyone's super supportive. Um, we all talk shit and there's like family drama and all that stuff too, but (laughs) a lot of love, you know. That's all the people are just there, everybody's very, very supportive. Um, everyone does really well, everyone works their face off. Um, there's like yeah everyone everyone is uh it's, it's very very uh positive and, and so you can see the you know how it how life is lived and the reason why my grandfather was the way that he was was because well what he blamed it on was that he so he was a police officer that job is really stressful, so he needs to drink he has to drink right you have to when something 's stressful you have to have alcohol mm-hmm. because that 's a great solution to to that right or when something's really stressful you have to overeat and get fat and all those things right yeah if something's on fire throw some gasoline on it yeah it's gonna be great Mm -hmm. let's throw some coal on there and let's get some marshmallows going (laughs) 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 Um, yeah you're just adding fuel to the the flame but my grandfather's interpretation of his uh, eight year old daughter Terry having leukemia was to fuck up his entire family for the rest of his life Until the day he died. When he could have been the person that they were all looking for and the person that they all needed, and he could have said, You know what? She died, but everybody else in this house is going to be safe. I'm your dad. You can count on me. I'm going to do the best I can. You might see me cry. You might see me punch a couple holes in the wall. I might act a little bit weird for a while, but we're going to be good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Whatever speech he would have to give the family or whatever, he could could have done that. He could have gone that way, but instead, that was in, in his interpretation of it. He ended up becoming an alcoholic. My grandmother struggled with it. They fought a lot. Um, the boys were abused um, because the boys were abused. They, my mom, had a bunch of weird shit happen to her as well, and uh, it just you know you can see the negative impact of that. Like, and you can reverse your way out of it by having, and unfortunately maybe my grandfather didn't have like a skill set to figure out what to do about that. Maybe if he was, maybe if he was active, you know, maybe he was a physical person, he said, you know what? Fuck this, I'm pissed. I'm going to the gym. I'm gonna go punch a heavy bag for Mm -hmm. three hours or whatever. You know, like maybe he would have, or if he was a runner, you know, or if he, you know, was a triathlete or a lifter or whatever. He could have maybe baggaged up all those problems and said, "This is, life is fucking ugly. I hate it. I hate myself. I hate the position that I'm in. But I'm going to go and work through this shit somehow. I'm going to lift through it. I'm going to run through it. I'm going to go figure this stuff out because the weight of all this is way too heavy for the rest of my family to endure. But as the man of the house, I'm going to go carry this shit around the block for a while. And when I come back, I'm going to have my shit figured out enough to where I can mm-hmm. help everybody else too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the way it went down, and you can see, you know, the the cascade of of negativity that uh, ended up like rippling through the whole family.
1: Yeah, that's wild to think that something that your grandfather did affected his grandchild, right? Like mm-hmm. that's it's fucking crazy how negativity can. It's like a you know, it's a cancer. <laughs> you know,
0: it'll just yeah. it'll run through you. Um, but I got to see two different ways that life was lived by watching my grandfather mm-hmm. on one side mm-hmm. and watching my grandfather on the other side. I was like, my my grandfather, my dad's dad, he's like really short. He was like five feet tall, you know? And my grandmother's short, like the Bell family is pretty short. <laughs> um, so my grandfather, like, he had that short guy thing, you know? He, he was, so he couldn't figure out anything else because he wasn't like a physical presence. Um, but he was a fighter, like literally he was a boxer. He was a Golden Gloves boxer. He did really well. He was in the Navy. He was somebody that just... He's like, I can't figure out a lot of other shit, but I'm going to have a lot of grit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out shit uh, in whatever way I can. So he was good with his hands. He was, he was a mechanic, and um, he was going to wake up earlier than everybody. He was going like, to just work 16 hours every day and just do that every day just to make sure things uh, went the way they went. And he was always pretty positive. He wasn't always happy. He was like, you know, kind of grumpy because he worked so much. Um, But like the way I remembered him, I remembered him being very happy, but my dad and, and uh, when he was like kind of managing the house, he was a little grumpy here and there, but his, his way of, uh, his way of fixing everything was through work. He made his, especially his sons. He didn't do as good a job with the girls, but he made his sons work their ass off. Everyone had to work. He would, you know, the kind of person that would make them go dig ditches for no reason. And mm-hmm. he'd be like, yeah, fill it back in, you know, like, <laughs> uh, what was the point of that to show you how hard it is to dig a ditch? Like, what do you need? What else do you need to learn from that? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, it ain't be, easy. You know, it's a hard lesson to learn. It's a hard lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah.
1: For some of the, cause you, you, uh, mentioned a little bit about this uh, a little bit ago about like the, uh, kind of like the why me, like, why is this mm-hmm. gotta happen to me? Why is this gotta happen to my mom? what's uh, some advice for somebody that's my, that maybe you might be feeling like, you know, like, well, I'll just use my mom as an example, you know, super sweet lady. You know, she was always kind of when we were like, no, we didn't give a fuck about diet and nutrition and stuff. She would always reach for like the the chicken sandwich when we're getting like the hamburger <laughs> with bacon. Uh, didn't really eat the pizza. She would have like a slice or two once in a while, but she would always have the big salad uh, diet sodas and that sort of thing. And here she is with cancer when my dad who drank a lot, never gave a fuck. He had open heart surgery. Uh, He's still ticking. He's just fine. But, you know, my mom's got cancer now and we could all easily be like, why her? And she could easily be, why me? She's not, thank goodness. But if somebody is, maybe what's some advice and maybe a little bit of motivation to get them to, you know, not think
0: that way. I think it's important to embrace uh, that your pain isn't special. Like, everyone has pain. And uh, probably a, probably one of the bigger mistakes we could make as human beings is to place judgment on somebody for, like, where they are in their life or place judgment on somebody for them reacting to something that we wouldn't consider to be that painful, you know, or or something. Because <clears throat> it's easy to do that. It's easy to, like, mock somebody. Oh, the guy only deadlifts 135. Like, it's – but – that's what the person deadlifts. Like that's their strongest effort for now. Like that's what they that's their capacity for deadlifting at the moment. And there's no reason to, there's no reason to get judgy of that. And when, when it comes to like pain or when it comes to things that uh, kind of happen to us, I think that uh, we have a tendency to think that this person doesn't understand me. They don't understand my pain. You don't, you don't know what it's like. You know think of like that's a teenager thing, right like teenagers would say like <laughs> you does you don't know what it's like, you don't know what it's like to be me and then a parent could easily say, "Well, yeah, I do because I was thirteen or i was but you don't understand it's different now, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what people will say and and as you mature, you actually recognize that that's not true, so um comparing pain or wondering why certain pain lands on you versus um." You know, uh, why was my dad born with bad knees and bad hips and my brother the same way? You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone has answers to those things. You know, why one person gets cancer Mm -hmm. over another. Um, hopefully that we, hopefully we do find out more information about that so we can help because cancer is just, it's just crappy. You know, It, it takes way too many people's lives and hopefully we can figure out remedies for it. But, um, I think one thing that I've been trying to share more recently is that, and and this comes from myself too, like if I'm sharing a pain with you, if I'm saying, man, my knee is really like fucked up, then you start saying, well, what about some of the stuff from Ben Patrick? <laughs> I tried it, man. That's just not working. My knee is like really <laughs> jacked up. Like I just want to keep complaining and I just want to mm-hmm. keep in this thing. And you're throwing out really reasonable solutions, you know? And usually the way that it works, especially with myself, I'll be negative and I'll be in that negative loop just like everybody else. But I'll think about it later and I'll go, God damn it, Andrew. (laughs) Andrew's kind of right, man. If I want to fix my knee, then I'm going to have to actually do a lot of work and I'm going to have to actually fix my knee. And Seema was talking about those 10-minute squats. I haven't done those in a long time. Uh, He's talking about using the slant board, and nah, if I'm being honest, I uh, I did it for like three weeks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then you start to kind of, but you have to have you have to be a reasonable person, and uh, you have to be able to continue to learn and to continue to kind of have this white belt mentality mm-hmm. where you can continue to solve problems for yourself. So whatever pain that you're in understand that it's solvable. It might not go away completely because like what you have could be a disease. It could be an autoimmune disorder. It could be whatever. But like, look at the people that we know that have had miraculous changes from following a carnivore diet, um, using some sort of dietary intervention. Um, They uh, get off their medications. They no longer have high blood pressure. They no longer have diabetes. Can't beat everything with food, but a lot of shit can get beat with food because it can help change our mood, and when you're in a better mood, just everything else in life gets enhanced a ton. And instead, though, we we reach for a drug for that all you know often, and that I think it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Like it it for longer term for more happiness, it has to be earned, and it has to be. Um, Something that you are working for and towards and on all the time. You can get it in like a shot. You can take it here and there and you can do that. But it works best when you're already in a good mood. When you're already kind of awake and you have a cup of coffee, blast off to the moon. You feel fucking great. You can take on the day. But if you're tired and you have coffee, it doesn't really do much for you. Mm -hmm. So that's the way I kind of look at a lot of stuff. you got to really be, you know, strong. And to be even more weird, like maybe cancer landed on your mom because she's the strongest person in the family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Like God or whomever was like, if anyone can blast this thing out, it's going to be her. Yeah, that's. Uh, I
1: did mention something like that when she told us on the phone because, uh, you know, she had been she basically hasn't eaten in like a year, you know, she's like no solid foods cause she can't keep anything down because <gasps> something is preventing food from going down her stomach. Mm. And it's like, we don't know what it is. And so I'm like, well, now they're not going to be like, hmm, I wonder what it could be. Maybe we'll do another test. We'll do another x-ray or whatever it may be. I'm like, now we know. So like, let's, let's take care of this Mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of the the, i I wouldn't say like silver lining of it all but that's like where my brain went to right away It was like well cool now we know who we're up against let's let's go to work um one thing that i did because i used to be this person where i would hear you know a story like your mom your brother or just like i you know i followed a lot of sports i'd hear a lot of stories about people overcoming these crazy obstacles Mm -hmm. but in my life i didn't really have anything like that you know at least i didn't really think about it at the time and so, like, uh, I guess kind of lightening the, uh, the, the conversation a little bit here, um, what I would allow myself to, what, what I would allow to happen to myself is I'd watch a game on Sunday, Niners win, oh. I'm fucking celebrating, like, I just, like, I won the Super Bowl, even though it was just, like, week two. They lose, I'm having the worst fucking week ever. Like, it would consume me, it would control everything. So that's obviously on a much lighter note, but this is something that a lot of people go through. Not a lot of people have, you know, their mother have cancer or something like that, right? But a lot of people will hear some stupid news like, ah, fuck, like there's a crash on I-5, so I'm going to have to take a different route to work. Mm. Like, and they'll let that kill them. Uh, Or, I'm fucking. I'm a Cowboys fan, and they just lost to the, the nin- weather, the Niners again. I just had to rub that in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the weather, whatever it may be, they'll let that just so just take over their day, their week, or whatever. I was going to go on a walk,
0: and it fucking started raining, man. I, what the fuck, you know? What am I supposed to do now? F this, f that. It's like, whoa, hey, like, yeah. First off, what what, <laughs> what do you, what do you think it
1: is that causes that? I'm sure you have something uh, to say about that, but also like. Oh man, how could we stop being such bitches? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, awareness is is critical. So whenever I hear somebody that is complaining, I I like to point out the fact that I think it's great that they're aware that they have a problem with something. You know, um, they start complaining uh, about an injury or um, they start complaining about how you know, more recently they haven't had time to do this or do that. And they're addressing something that they're actually frustrated about. So you can kind of point to and say, oh, that's actually very mindful of you that you're aware that like your time's being compromised. Like, and then just con- continue to follow stuff up with questions, I think is is really helpful. Um, what, would, what do you think would be something that might free up your time more so that you can get to read those books or you can be more prepared for your podcast or you don't feel so tired like you, uh, and they might go on and they might, you know, continue to, but a lot of times if you keep asking questions, they'll start to come up with solutions on their own. (laughs) And, um, but if you have negativity, they're going to keep refuting everything that you say, you know? And, and so I think, but so you have to do that internally as well. <laughs> you have to do that with yourself, <laughs> like your own talk to yourself. Um, you know, how do I stop eating sweets at night? Um, you need to stop that. Uh, well, that's, you're already kind of aware of it. But the fact that you brought it up, the fact that you said you need to stop that, that's great. You're recognizing a problem. Now, what's a way to address it? Well, to completely eliminate it and to get mad at yourself for every time that you fail is not a great way to do it. Instead, the way that I look at things, rather than thinking about failing at something, I just think it's for lack of knowledge and or wisdom or implementation of that knowledge in that particular moment. Because it's it's a moment, right? And a moment, it doesn't last very long. So if you kind of recognize that like... (laughs) Anything that you're going through is a moment. You could think back years ago to somebody that you really loved or admired, you know, this girl or whatever, right? How quickly can your mind, uh, your value assignment to something or somebody change so quickly? Um, somebody cheats on you. You get dumped like it's, they were everything to you for a minute and then phew, Like, it just fucking, it, like, disappeared, and then there's, like, hurt, and it takes a while, right? But then time happens, and then you're, like, three years later, you're, like, that person was a fucking piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, fuck that person, you know what I mean? Like, and that's not a great place to be either, but you get my point. It's, like, you went from really, like, that was somebody that you, yeah, you loved them, you had all this hurt for them, and now you could give a flying fuck about them. Now, you can kind of have your interpretations of just about anything be that way um why someone would choose to have a football team or uh uh a UFC fight or something really drive that too hard like i don't i i, I kind of think it's i just think it's dumb i don't have any other good way of like putting it I don't think it's – if you're a younger person and you're doing it and you're a teenager or something, that's I, – I think when you're younger, if you're below the age of, like, 25, fucking have at it. If you're 45 and you're just so reliant <laughs> upon whether this team wins or loses – and also, too, like, people um, they get together for games and they drink and they do this, they do that, right? But then if the team loses, like – now you're really gonna drink, but if the team wins, now you're really gonna drink. <laughs> it's like you're gonna go off in that, in that in that same direction either way. You know, you're gonna yeah. be just. I don't know. I think a lot of times we uh, we we put such high value assignment on these things, and we're so disappointed when they don't work out uh, that way. For me, what's been helpful for me is to uh, live a life where I. It's pretty expectation free. Um, having people like try to meet like standards and stuff, that's different. That is to- that is a, that is a different thing. Um, like I could still be disappointed, you know. I I think that's fine. I think having disappointment there's still something that you could do where I'd be like, "Oh, that's weird. That shocks me. Andrew's not normally like that. That is kind of disappointing. Like he's he he's been this way all the time." but I also wouldn't be like so shocked by it. You know what I mean? I'd be like, well, he's human, you know, (laughs) fuck, like shit happens to all of us or whatever. Um, But I think, I think that we, we, for some reason we just, we want to have this value assignment so attached to this person or this thing or this team that uh, we're so reliant upon their success. And that's like part of, uh, (laughs) That's like a manifestation of how we feel inside. And I just think that's not a great way to live your life. Yeah. It
1: is so crazy the difference that I and the change I've made, you know, in the past couple of years because like I said, I, I would go as my team would go. And now I look at it and I just, I do laugh. I laugh at myself, you know, kind of what you were just saying, you know, I, like I remember being so sad at like a Super Bowl loss, NFC championship loss. Like, I, uh, cracks up because I will tell him like certain players that did something to the Niners or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, he just cracks up. But now I'm just like, if they win, this is fucking awesome. If they lose, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. And I'll still kick ass tomorrow.
0: Does not matter whatsoever. Think about it. I mean, it's really irrational, right? Like, because, so, r- yeah. Because, like, you know, like I'm from New York, you know, and I grew up like a Jets fan, and like we joke around about mm-hmm. it, and they always sucked. But like, <laughs> the the Jets aren't like the ultimate representation of New York, right? Those players on the team, they're not even from New York.
1: They don't give a fuck about New York.
0: They don't give a fuck about New York. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Yeah, they. It's it's um. These these different people, they play in these different areas because they got, you know, uh, they're getting paid, mm-hmm. right? And then even your college and stuff. The college stuff makes a little bit more sense because you're like, I went to that school – like, I know that school's badass, and it's like school spirit. Like, it, you can get a little more connected to it. I guess so,
1: but also but still when Still not too crazy. You know, when you're— you You're know, not on the team. And when you're 45 years old, yeah. hoping that an 18-year-old or I don't even know how 20-something-year-old, yeah. you know, it's like you're putting a lot of stock in a kid. Um, I'm not—I enjoy yeah. your college football. I know how gigantic it is. I'm not talking too much shit about it. But mm-hmm. also, like, don't allow that to dictate whether or not, you know, your family likes you
0: around and and if you and if you are that way just understand it's irrational like it's <laughs> that's fair yeah i'm not trying to yeah. say you're a dick i'm not saying like i'm not trying to be rude but it is irrational like it doesn't really make any sense mm-hmm. because it doesn't really have any impact yeah on you um if you're somebody that like has a local restaurant and you're banking on the fact that the team wins and they come in with a good attitude that might be a little more understandable like mm-hmm. oh man now the vibes gonna suck and like that's direct yeah so we can all be like all right well you got a very good point yeah yeah Mm -hmm. he's like you you gotta or anyone that's associated with the team one of the strength coaches or any of those people of course they're gonna like their highs and lows are gonna be somewhat dictated by what's going on within the business basically is what it is whether it's college or pro Mm -hmm. it ends up being uh, a business the only time and we get caught up with that in the olympics too you know and uh The amount of money, I mean, this this is this is insane, and the United States is totally guilty of this too. But in Russia, like there was years and years and years where people could barely get any bread, but meanwhile they would be like so pumped at their dominance in Olympic lifting Mm -hmm. in in the Olympics, and you're like, well, that seems that's (laughs) that's what you're that's what you're banking on representing Russia worldwide. Is there capacity to do a clean and jerk and a snatch? And that's supposed to be some great selling point of this place? <laughs> <laughs> or that we're good at basketball? Uh-huh. Like, like give me a fucking break. Well, that has nothing to do with anything. That's not a sign that's not a sign that you have a great country. Mm-hmm. That's not a sign that you have uh, you know, equality and like I mean, I'm not saying that our country is better than any other country, and I'm not I'm just the Russian one is, is just an example because that's just an easy one to point out. Mm-hmm. Or their hockey team being so dominant for so many years. Uh, I would say the United States. And everybody else is guilty, too. Everyone else is guilty of it. Why would, why would we put millions of dollars into these things? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, it's a whole nother podcast, probably. But <laughs> it's, uh, we get a little nutty and a little fanatical about our sports. I dig them. I like them. Um, when the Niners were playing the other day, um, I was I was just talking to one of our family friends and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I love football. Like, I really I've loved it since the time I was a kid. I don't get too crazy, but when that game started coming down <laughs> the line, I started getting way into it and I started telling people in the room, I'm like, all right, well, if this happens, then they're going to do this because I used to coach it, and I was getting all I was getting all fired up. But I'm also like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to like be super mad if they mm-hmm. lose and like slam the door and be all pissed off i'm a
1: pretty hardcore what they call armchair coach like or like when like the close close call comes like like, have fun with it dude i am like talking shit to the refs like come on there's no way that's a fumble he did not catch the ball he had one foot down and it was already out like you know just talking shit but it's so much fun uh for me to like to get into the game but then once that game is over it's like, just like a hardcore workout here at the gym, nobody gives a fuck outside of that. Like, let's just keep living. Um, I did want to ask just really quick as a last thing about reinterpretation, just in case people who are finding the podcast now, because um, you have talked a lot about it in the past. Um, if you can just kind of give us a rundown on interpretation and how people can uh, utilize that every day.
0: <clears throat> I just think, uh, you know, one of my go to things is how does this help? How does this hurt? So whenever I get news of anything, I start to think, yeah, how, how is uh, me reacting negatively or thinking of all the things that are outside of my control? How is that going to be helpful? Uh, I was just helping a friend more recently. Um, he has a lot of anxiety. And part of the reason why he has anxiety traces back to the time he was a kid. I think his mom died when he was young. His dad kind of left him. Uh, to figure his own shit out. Um, and so he has a lot of anxiety because he's trying to like control as many factors as he possibly can so he can feel safe because he didn't have parental guidance, guidance really. Right. And, um, so I think like being, trying to be aware of like, where, like where's this shit coming from, you know, trying to figure out where's this shit coming from? Like your mom didn't hug you enough. Your dad didn't hug you enough. um, that might be true and that might hurt, but are you going to have that hurt you and everybody else around you forever? Like how long mm-hmm. are you going to fucking live this? How long are you going to live this out for? Your, um, your, uh, other employees that you work with, they got to deal with that every day. They got to deal with the fact that your mom and dad didn't instill confidence in you. They didn't teach you manners or like
1: your significant other can't bring up that one thing. Cause that set you off
0: yeah because yeah, you're yeah because you're just yeah, yeah you get you get so uh you get so mad or pissed off at you know certain things so it's like and, and the relationships that you currently have you know how are those tied to the relationship you had uh you know with your parents and things like that so i think just awareness is critical how does it help how does it hurt um Trying to figure out skill set, some sort of skill set to either deal with the thing directly. Um, If you can't figure out a skill set to deal with something direct because you don't know much about it, put it on the back burner a little bit. But in the meantime, still be pursuing and looking for answers. Um, Knock, you know, knock, ask. Mm. It's like one of the main things in the Bible, like just ask you know you want something just ask for it and i actually think that that is like the way of the world whether you believe in god or the bible or don't believe in any of that um i think if we're being honest you still just go around asking for shit and you'll get stuff uh hey how do i make this edit on my phone with this Mm -hmm. uh picture someone asked 10 people someone's going to show you Um, ask somebody, you know, how to start a podcast. Someone's going to know, ask Google, ask YouTube, ask your friend, (laughs) ask whoever. So be like seeking it out. Uh, but I really do think that it's, it's really important that in your interpretation of things, you have to understand that it all traces back to the, to your experiences, the way that you've been treated and the way that you've treated other people. And that is why you're currently interpreting things in a particular way. And what you want to do is you want to work your way towards having interpretations of things that play into your favor that are advantageous for you. I don't mean like you're trying to bend the truth or you're trying to like lie to yourself to shape things in this warped way of belief or anything. What I mean by that is that when you hear news uh, that's, when you get news, period, like let's just call it that, rather than say that it's bad news or good news, you get to determine uh, what you're going to do with that information. The only thing I think that's appropriate to do with information is to try to have like a game plan, is to to put knowledge towards it. Okay, this information came in. Probably the worst thing I can do is, oh, let me... Uh, <laughs> Let me f- wait on that for a second. Let me ma- let my emotions build up massively and let me overreact to it. That's going <laughs> to be a great way to handle it. <laughs> Probably the best way to handle it is to have the information coming in and if you feel emotion, say, wait a second, I should wait on the emotion. Let me, let me sift through my brain. Do I have any knowledge that can be helpful with this? Nope. <laughs> Fuck, I don't. Mm-hmm. But... I do know somebody that does. Like you'll know somebody. You can go through your brain and you can start to comb through it and you'll you'll know somebody or something or someone uh that'll be able to assist or help you with uh whatever the thing is that you're you're working on. But reinterpretation has helped me with everything. I I don't I don't have bad days. I barely have bad moments because I just I learned to reinterpret them, um, as I mentioned earlier, with failure. I don't even really feel like I failed at anything. I just feel like if, I, if there is a failure somewhere, it's, I didn't produce the correct knowledge at the right time in that particular moment. And it could have been because I got moved off of my balance or my equanimity a little bit. Um, but then I try to learn from it and say, hey, look, this happened last time. You got emotional last time, and you texted people right away, and you were pissed at them, or at least sounded pissed. That's not good. <laughs> Figure out something new to do. So that—that's all the stuff that's helped me a lot with reinterpretation. Amazing.
1: Uh, anything else for Saturday
0: school? That's it, class. Thank you guys so much. Hey, next week. Um, Bring your protractors. Yeah. Like, they're coming back strong. <laughs> protractors. And your trapper
1: keeper. Ooh, trapper keepers. Yeah. I can never afford those ones. I just have the cheap-ass dollar tree or 99-cent oh. store ones. 98-cent do- store. Dollar twenty five. Dollar. <laughs> Biden did that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways yeah so thank you everybody for joining us on today's episode of Mark Bell Saturday School um, I think uh, I looked at the attendance and some people dropped off so we uh, we are open for enrollment oh wow! yeah we, we have a couple of spots left three in, spots yeah in our in our class so um, if you guys 50 bucks if you guys know anybody uh, send this to them so that way they can like register right away because things will fill up quick and um, you know I guess we'll, we'll start the waiting list again as well so if you did receive this uh, make sure you guys subscribe to this YouTube channel so that way you guys don't miss another saturday school or any of our other podcasts whether they be live or premieres Uh, just some phenomenal guests coming up very soon here Uh, so please make sure you guys subscribe if you're not so uh subscribed already ring that bell notification and comment anything down below anything that you guys found helpful or maybe if you guys have some more questions that we might address in a future episode of uh, Saturday school and uh, follow the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram at mbpowerproject on TikTok and Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z. Make sure you guys follow our other co-host E Yang at Inseema Yang on t- Instagram at Inseema Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter, and also pay attention to whatever else he has to say after we uh, jump off air. It's going to be an awesome sponsor ad, so make sure you guys don't miss that.
0: Mark Bell, where can people find you? I think you just made up a new thing. You said ShInstagram. ShInstagram. Yeah.
1: ShInstagram.
0: That's like when you when you mm. bang into Instagram.
1: <laughs> oh, right on the shin. Yeah, ShInstagram. Uh, yeah, I always used to say like um like if I downloaded an app mm. and like I never used it, I'm like, oh, it's an accident. Like I mm. didn't mean to actually mm. get it. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like
0: it. I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never a weakness. Weakness is never a strength. Catch you guys later
2: five family how's it going now we partnered with an amazing brand bubs naturals we actually have some of the products on the table their mct oil powder their collagen protein and this <laughs> f- <laughs> yeah they're apple cider vinegar gummies okay one thing i want to let you guys know real quick is that the Bubs products number one they mix super well so i've had different mct oils and i've talked to people who've used mct oil mentioned to the copy and it doesn't mix well well their mct oil is amazing on coffee in the morning just on its own but their collagen protein and collagen is great for joint health hair skin nails all that stuff that also mixes just so Mm. well into coffee and everything it's that's the one of the crazy things um but secondly Mm -hmm, these freaking apple cider vinegar gummies (laughs) i don't ever supplement apple cider vinegar but they put them in gummies which is great two per serving (laughs) we have literally eaten one of these full things andrew and i have split this and mark Mark has to be so careful. Like, we give him two and we take it away because it tastes so good, that it's actually really good for you. So, Andrew tell them how to get it. Yes, guys, seriously,
1: have just the recommended dosage. uh, Just have two of those gummies don't have two full bottles the way we do. Head over to bubsnaturals.com and check out enter promo code POWERPROJECT to save 20% off your entire order. Uh, And what's really cool about Bub's Naturals is they actually donate 10% of all their profits uh, to various charities, starting with the Glenn Doherty Memorial Foundation. Again, bubsnaturals.com, promo code POWERPROJECT to save 20% off. Links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show show notes.